We are back, people. What's happening? John here with your boy Justin. Justin? What is what is up, y'all? I am pumped, dude. I'm excited for this podcast. I think this is gonna be a really good one. We've yeah. got we've got the climate change. We've got some jokes going back and forth. Um, I think it's gonna be super fun. Yeah, yeah not to mention each- the assortment of chemicals that I have in in front of me. It's been a rough week, so we're gonna we're gonna cut loose a little bit tonight. Yeah, I hear you, man. We, we I think we both got a little little venting, but uh, I've been looking forward to doing the pod and cracking some beers and and having some fun. So. Cool, dude. Well, let's start it off with you. How has your week been? My week's been all right. I think I think everyone uh, listening can can all say together, like, fuck February, dude. I'm ready for it to be over. <laughs> Between uh, keeping track of Minnesota weather, it looks miserable, freezing temperatures. Mm-hmm. We've had some wild, we've had some wild stuff here in in Nashville too. We've got like five inches of snow, and it's just been a shit show here all week. Yeah. Um, they're just not prepared for it, dude. Like it's literally there's there's hardly any snow plows on the road. So most uh most of my so Sarah's been working from home all week, and then like my neighbor, same thing. It's got called off work all week. Like this, the city just shuts down. It's crazy. Jesus. But even having that, like it's probably still preferable to being in a Minnesota winter with everything yeah. open, but it being negative fucking twenty. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So yeah. it is what it is. We're getting through it. I think I told you it's gonna be. It's gonna be 60 degrees, six zero on uh, Wednesday, so this is all gonna be gone. It's gonna be a slushy, slushy mess. But your boy kept working all week. I had to go into Jimmy John's and bike around. Well, I got to. I drove the truck. I drove the truck for most of the week, so that was actually kind of fun to be able to rip around and four wheel drive and pretty much have the roads to myself. There's hardly anybody yeah. out. So yeah, show everybody else how to drive just because you have experience with it. Truth, man. Was it uh, was it busier because everything was shut down? Did you have like more deliveries? No, it was it was terrible. All the uh, all the office buildings are, you know, that, that that's our main our main deliveries is having the offices uh, open. So uh, um, no, pretty much just uh, construction mm-hmm. workers and uh, homeless people. Wow, yeah. homeless people homeless people get Jimmy John's. <laughs> Why don't you just ask me, John? Ask me if I had any encounter with this week. God. I know, I know you did. So I wanna, I wanna hear the details. I talked to, I talked to John on this was Friday that it happened. I was so fired up and pissed, man. Um, so I'm at, I'm at work. I'm about to go out on a delivery, um, but there's this homeless guy sleeping in the booth, and. We have security in the building. Like the Jimmy John's is on the base of the building. It's huge. It's like a huge like skyscraper uh, yeah. bank. So they have they have security there, but it's like it's not like mall cops. Like they don't have they don't have uh, segways. They're even worse than that. Like the the lady, there's a 60 year old lady who like can't even walk to like come help us <laughs> out, and then some other scrawny kid who's like not confident at all. I'm like. How the fuck are these guys collecting checks as, as security <laughs> guards? I don't understand. Sounds like uh, a real A team. Yeah, definitely. So I uh, I noticed him first, and I went and like I knocked on the I knocked on the table and like shook it a little. Was like, yo, man, you gotta wake up. And he like kind of stumbled awake. Uh, he's obviously drunk and probably some other uh, some other substances. Um, so yeah, he like kind of kind of like started to wake up. 
and I wasn't really listening. I was like, fuck it. I'll, I'll either figure this out when I get back or the security can deal with it. So I went, did the, did the delivery, came back and the, the manager, um, comes up to me, the Jimmy John's manager is like, yo, can you go, you, you mind talking to this guy over here that's we're trying to get this homeless guy out? I'm like, fuck. All right. So I go Wait, to so the why did, So why didn't the manager do it? Isn't that like under his responsibility? No, uh, she, so, so. Oh, the, sorry, the, sorry. I didn't mean to assume. I'm not. I'm no, not no, no, no. It's okay. She's, she's, <laughs> she's a little bit older, but the manager that I always talk to you about is my buddy, uh, Robert, but no, mm-hmm. he, he wasn't working. It was this other kind of assistant manager, whatever her title may be. But anyway, she was like, can you go deal with it? I'm like, okay. So I go over there, do my same, you know, thing, knock on the, knock on the, on the table and, and shake it around, get this guy awake. And he like, he leans back and starts to like reach for his, his waistline. So I'm like, fuck dude, I'm not about to like have this guy pull a gun or, or a knife on me. Like what the hell? So I kind of like backpedal and go behind like the big soda machine. And yeah. uh, at that point, at that point I can see security coming from the other direction um so they're coming to you know try to help me um so i see them coming and i look i look around the other side of the soda machine the guy whips his dick out and is pissing in the booth dude he's so he's so drunk i'm like you've got to be fucking kidding me oh man just like on the on the seat or on the table like on the table like he was he was sitting in the booth so like oh he was sitting down when he did it yeah like, like pissing like a fountain like up in the air i mean he had like i mean he must have had a, a decent sized uh <laughs> cannon down there because he was you know he was able to aim it all on the floor but uh, yeah i was literally just like i'm just gonna quit i'm just walking out right now i'm not dealing with this but uh instead my instincts kicked in and i was like this fucking guy so i i rounded around the soda machine i didn't want to get too close to him and fucking slip and slip on the floor <laughs> but i was i freaked out dude i was like i was like man there's no way i'm cleaning this up like you need to stay here right now um and i went i went to the back and grabbed a mop bucket filled it out and i rolled it out there and i made him clean it up nice so I felt, that at least felt a little a little better i was like you clean this up or i'm calling the cops and he he grabbed the mop and cleaned it up and then at that point security finally mustered it up mustered up enough confidence to help me get this guy out but yeah fucking not nightmare dude wow i've never i've never in in all my years had to deal with anything like that like i worked security for you know security and a bar manager for 10 years i've never had anything you know that crazy at least at least with homeless people you know i've had a lot of drunk 20 year olds get fucked up and do silly stuff but never a fucking homeless guy yeah i was pissed that sounds like a winston smith move he's passed out in i don't know how many booths and restaurants it's his thing yeah yeah his, his pants uh probably i i don't think he has ever admitted it but we just all kind of assume uh but that's crazy um speaking of homeless hog i can't even tell you how many homeless people's wieners i've seen just walking around the streets in portland like they you know they kind of live in like doorways or you know under awnings or pretty much anywhere that they can find that has like a little bit of a roof over their head or they'll just set up like tents and stuff along the highway yeah or i was gonna i was gonna say I was yeah gonna say, i don't want a dog i don't want a dog on your city but i feel like if you're walking in the street you're technically in their front yard like they got their tent sitting right there yeah no it's you're, true you're bound they, to see a hog yeah no they're they they are everywhere and uh i mean i i've i've seen probably 
I don't know, four or five of them just in the, the year that I lived in Portland proper. Um, I remember there was one time I was walking with my girlfriend at the time and uh, this dude is like getting out of a car. I, I have to assume that he didn't own the car, although it was like pretty shitty and had a bunch of garbage. It looked like an episode of Hoarders in there. So maybe it was his. Um, but he was like, so we we're walking down the right side of the street and the car was parked on our side and he was getting out of the passenger side and like we were walking up and we saw the door open and somebody we just saw like legs sticking out i didn't really think anything of it and then as soon as we started coming by he uh he stood up and his pants were like down to his knees and uh just hog flopping right there we we're like oh okay oh boy and uh the girl i was dating at the time she had lived in portland longer than me and she's like yeah that's that's pretty much an everyday thing <laughs> god yeah, I, it's so awkward. Like, I didn't make eye contact with him or anything. Like, I didn't say anything. I just kind of like, okay, that, that happened. <laughs> How did we get here, man? We're six minutes into the podcast. We're talking about homeless foliage. We need to move on. <laughs> yeah, this Trans- escalated quickly. Transition quickly. Let's talk All about right. your week. I don't, I don't, okay. I don't have a whole much, whole much uh, going on other than other than that, this weather was just kind of crazy. So we, we had to actually take that back. We haven't talked since Valentine's weekend. Um, we had a nice Valentine's here, just kind of chilled. We were, we were snowed in for part of it. So had uh, had some good food, grill, grilled a steak, drank a bunch of wine, and, yeah. and just chilled. Did you, so. did you get her a Valentine's Day present? Uh, I did. I did. We uh, I snuck away. Well, we, we were together most of the weekend, or all of the weekend. So I had to take – you know, make the most of my opportunity the the one time that we were apart. So I yeah, I, I ran to CVS and got got some flowers and some chocolates and uh, no, I didn't get chocolates. That's a lie. I got flowers. <laughs> I got flowers and a card, and then you know, we we made a we made a weekend of it with uh, treating ourselves. So wow, last minute CVS flowers, Justin. That sounds real classy. Well, I had a whatever, man. <laughs> That's got to be a podcast. It's got to be a podcast rule. You can't get me in trouble. All right, that's fair. Even though, even though I did it, I did it to myself, I suppose. No, I, uh, I've done that before. But uh, no, other than that, other than that, we just chilled. But you, man, you just got fresh back from vacation. We got lots of stories to cover. Yeah, I had a pretty uh, wild Valentine's Day weekend. Um, so I went out to Colorado. I flew out Thursday. Got in at like two thirty. Flew into Denver, um, and we pretty much went straight from Denver out to uh, out to the mountains. We stayed in Copper Mountain, um, but over the weekend we kind of checked out some of those little mountain towns around there. We went to Breckenridge, uh, went to Vale, um, a few others I can't even name. Um, it was super cool. It feels like didn't really get the full experience just because everything's kind of COVID and shit, but stuff was still open there. Um, we went to Breckenridge Thursday night to try and find a spot for dinner. And it was like two hour wait minimum for every place that we tried walking into. We finally found a spot where we got to hang out at the bar for like 20 minutes or half hour. And then a table opened up and ended up having some good food, but that whole town was just packed. And, uh, <clears throat> As we were, as we were waiting in line to to see what the wait time was for one restaurant, there was like these two dudes that came out ahead of us. Like they must have just been trying to get a, a seat too, and heard that the wait time was like two hours. And uh, 
came out and he's like, oh, it's fucking bullshit. And uh, I, was, I was like, yeah, man, you're telling me. And he got in my face. He like said, fuck you. He's like, you're the reason this is happening. Like he thought I was some, you know, dipshit tourist, which I guess technically I was a tourist. But, you know, people like people that live in that town are not from that town. Like they're so tiny towns, like everybody moves there. And so he got in my face. He was like this little fucking like five, eight, five, nine, dude. I about put him through the fucking wall. I was like, are you serious right now? Um, but yeah, so that like kind of started the experience, at least for that town off on the, on a bad foot. Um, but we ended up uh, having some really good food there, had a bunch of drinks. Um, and then went out to copper the next day got, or later that night and then spent the, the day at copper mountain Friday and Saturday. Um, Sunday we went and checked out a few other places to ride. Um, the trip overall was pretty interesting. So <clears throat> I was going with one of my friends from out here. He's actually uh, from the East Coast, but he went to college in Denver and lived there for like 10 years. And so he has a bunch of friends there. And uh, one of his friends got this condo. He has it for like two weeks, but we were just gonna come out for this long weekend. Um, he got it from some guy that he works with. It's a ski in, ski out condo right on Copper Mountain. Like you could literally walk out the front door and the lift lines are right there. It's freaking awesome. Um, but my buddy who I know and knows this guy ended up texting us like two days before we were supposed to leave. And he's like, hey guys, I'm not feeling that well. I'm gonna go get a COVID test. Um, said he had like body aches chills you know kind of the symptoms he said he could still like smell and taste and stuff but i was like yeah just go get a test and we'll kind of see what happens well basically said that he couldn't get anywhere where he could get results fast enough if he got a test and so i don't even think he ended up getting a test but he just said that he to be safe was going to sit it out and so that left me in the position of either not going or going with this dude who i've never met it's his friend never talked to you, like never seen pictures of or anything. Um, so that was uh, what ended up happening. I went out and uh, spent the whole weekend with this dude that I had not met before. Um, he ended up being super cool. He's actually from Edina, so from our neck of the woods. Um, he's a little bit older, definitely likes to party. We uh, drank a lot of, a lot of booze that weekend. Um, he... Uh, I won't, I won't say his name to like get him in trouble or anything, but he, once we got there, he pulled out, it was Can like, you make a up a name, uh, Steve, we'll call him Steve. Um, he Stevie. pulled out like Stevie. That's a, yeah, that's what we're calling him. Um, he pulled out like this travel bag that was like, you know, maybe yay big that had all of his like toiletries and stuff in there. And then he pulled out another travel bag that was probably twice that size that just had, I swear, it was like 20 bottles of prescription pills in there. I was like, Jesus Christ, what the hell? And uh, I guess they're all like prescribed to him, but he had an assortment of everything. He had like Adderall, he had Ambien, he had Xanax, he had uh, Vyvanse. He had like literally a pharmacy in this fucking bag. What the uh, fuck? Yeah, I guess he, I guess he is prescribed all of them, but I mean, he, I think he uses a lot of them in, in like a party type of manner. 
Yeah. Um, He sounds like he's got a roller coaster in a briefcase, dude. Yeah, essentially. I mean, it's cool if you dabble in that stuff, which I was I was tempted to a few of the nights, but I didn't really I didn't partake in anything. He had some muscle relaxers that I took after the first night just because we rode pretty hard and I was feeling pretty sore, but I didn't really feel any effects from them. Um, stayed away from the, the more, uh, more party-ish drugs. Um, I don't know, kind of regret it. Probably should have partied harder, but. <laughs> well, we don't, we don't, we don't endorse, uh, drug, heavy drug use on, on the show, just for, just for clarity. Oh, okay. I didn't know that, so. I, I oh, I thought that was, I thought that was, uh, <laughs> those days, those days are, those, those days are over in my thirties, man. I, I, I'm not going to go into, uh, the, those archives, but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a slippery slope, man. It can, get, it can get dangerous real quick. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I dabbled a little bit. I feel like prescription pills were really popular when I went to Cato my first two years. Um, and so, you know, I tried a few things, but yeah, I definitely didn't like do anything regularly. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I think the dabbling, the dabbling in your twenties is, uh, you know, is appropriate and necessary. I feel like. Yeah. I rode the, uh, when I went back to school at Winona, I rode the Adderall train for a little bit, but, uh, aside from that, nothing, nothing major. Um, but yeah, so that kind of like caught me off guard. I was like, okay, this guy's ready to party. Um, but we ended up just, just drinking a ton. Both of us bought, uh, a liter of whiskey. Then we each got a case of beer and, uh, I think my case of beer was gone, uh, by like halfway through the second day. Um, (laughs) we were just ripping through them, pounding them back. Um, I was the outsider there because I didn't think about this prior to going there, but that's Coors country, like prime Coors country. And uh, I don't know what it is about Coors, but I, I always get hangovers from them. Um, same way with like Miller or Keystone or anything like that. I it just, I don't really drink it. Really? And so, uh, yeah, it was kind of tough finding a case of, of Bud Light out there. But um, Oh, so Bud Light doesn't give you hangovers? No, I, I could drink a million Bud Lights and feel fine. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I've tried to practice because that's what a lot of people drink out here too is Coors. Um, Anthony, like our buddy, when we go snowshoeing, he always has a case of Coors in the truck. And yeah, I've, I've like not gotten beer a few times and had to bump some from him. And yeah, it typically leads to a rough next morning. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's that, uh, that mountain water or something gets to me. Could be. Coors is just so cool, man. The silver bullet. It's just it's dope. I'll, I'll always be a Coors guy. Yeah. And the banquet. I love the banquet. I, I can drink banquets. Those don't mess me up as bad. Um, I had a few of those. Have you seen, uh, <laughs> this is a side side tangent, but have you seen uh, Cobra Kai on Netflix? No, but I, I had it written down because you were talking about it. I need to oh, did I bring it up? Yeah. It's uh, Yeah, I mean, it's got like the characters from the original Karate Kid. And uh, Johnny Lawrence, uh, like the the blonde kid who lost or was like the bad guy in the original. Yeah. He's kind of like the good guy in this show. But uh, it's like a, you know, like turnaround story. His life's kind of in the shitter. And he just always drinks banquets. Like he's always got one of those little fucking, they're not grenades, but they're like the shorties. Uh, yeah, for, yeah. For banquets. 
he's always carrying those around. And so when the new season came out, I bought a, a couple Sixers of those and drank them and, and felt fine after. So I don't know what it is about Coors Light, but yeah, I, I want to like it, but it just doesn't agree with me. Yeah, I, I, I rewatched Karate Kid with intention to getting into Cobra Kai. So I took the first step. I got to make it happen. Yeah, highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, so the trip was great. The the riding was pretty good. They didn't have a ton of snow out there, not as much as I was expecting. But the first, no, the second night that we were there, uh, we got like six inches overnight. And so we woke up to a bunch of fresh stuff. That was awesome. I was already pretty tired from the day before. And so just pounded a couple bloodies and threw a bunch of beers in the backpack and went out and, and powered through it and had another great day. Um, we did a little bit of backcountry riding. We rode down kind of this this hillside at it's called Loveland Pass. So there's like a Loveland resort area, but then there's a pass where it kind of goes through the mountains. It's like a back way to get out to um, I guess like Frisco or to Copper Mountain. Um, and there's a backcountry area there where people just like it, it kind of goes along a road and so people just ride down and it's like a known enough thing there that uh, people just stop to pick them up they can like hitchhike up so people drive up to the top and park their car and just ride down and you know typically this guy told me from within like you know 15 minutes or 20 minutes tops you'll have a ride back up to the top and so that was pretty That's cool sick. you're gonna have to yeah. send that to me that sounds really fun yeah, it's just like the culture out there. There were there was a couple other spots we went to that were like that, where like hitchhiking is really common, and uh, like people just stop and offer to to take you back up to the top. It's a uh, it's definitely a Colorado type thing. Like I haven't seen anything like that out here. Um, but that pass that we rode at, the day after we rode there, there was actually an avalanche and somebody died. Um, literally, like not more than a couple hundred yards from the run that we were riding. And so that was pretty trippy. Um, I think I saw that. I think I saw that on the news. Yeah, we uh, we were reading about it and uh, talking to some ski, po- ski patrol guys at our mountain about it. And uh, apparently he had one of the backpacks that has an airbag and he deployed that, but it actually like didn't help him. He still ended up dying. And the only way that they found him is because they could they saw that deployed pack like sticking out above the snow. Oh shit. Yeah. Pretty nutty. Um so that was that was kind of trippy. Uh, and then we did a another another few backcountry runs at this other place where we had to hike up. We we weren't getting uh it wasn't near a road, so we couldn't hitchhike, but Dude, I that was my first time in like that high altitude and hiking in like close to zero temperatures through deep snow with like the thinner air up there. That's like a rude awakening. You know, I feel like I'm in pretty good shape, but I was huffing and puffing so much on the way up there. Like that was that was another level. Damn. Well, so what are you what are you at in in Oregon? On what what are the mountains you're doing again, Mount? Mount Bachelor, yeah, Mount Bachelor is uh, like 9,000 and change, and Mount Hood is like 11,000 and change. And uh, where we were at, like the base of the mountain was like 9,000 plus. Yeah. So they get up into like the, they get the 14ers out there. Yeah. 
Um, so I don't know what we were at in terms of elevation when we we're hiking up there, but you know, even out here, you, we don't, you never really go up to the summit on bachelor. You can sometimes if they have the high lifts open, but you know, we're still probably a couple thousand feet below the summit. So just riding at like, you know, six, 7,000 feet typically. So right. don't, don't really experience the, the air, air issues that much. Right. Um, but yeah, that was, that was pretty trippy to experience. Um, but overall it was a pretty good weekend, you know, for shacking up for Valentine's day weekend with Stevie and his prescription pills. Uh, I feel like that could have gone a lot of ways, but it ended up being really fun. Um, the condo we were in was super dope. Everything was like new, um, had like gear lockers downstairs. So you didn't have to carry your board up every time. Um, you know, we just kind of stocked up on a bunch of groceries and just could come in and take breaks whenever we wanted instead of having to like hike back to your car or something. Um, it was, it was pretty sweet. It was, uh, it was packed though. It was busy. Yeah. Um, the mountain that we were on was pretty big. I mean, it was fairly big in comparison to the mountains out here in terms of like riding area. And so on the front side, the lifts that are like near the the condo that we were in, those were pretty busy. But then once you get up that first lift and go to some of the others on the back side or some of the others that are on the top of that ridge, um, it, it clears out. So it wasn't it wasn't nearly as bad as I was expecting. It's definitely less busy overall than it is out here. The towns the towns seem busier, like uh, Vale and Breckenridge, they were like fucking packed with people. Um, but I think the mountains are just set up in a way that it kind of spreads out people more. So you don't experience that as much when you're riding. I wonder, that's crazy. That guy that you, that was, uh, getting in your face, man. I wonder, I, uh, I remember when I was looking at stuff for, for Oregon, I heard, I heard that there's a lot of like, just people that are be, uh, you know, kind of standoffish towards people like that they that they you know perceive that just moved here or are tourists like kind of had that attitude i don't i don't know if that if that's uh, just a one-time thing you experience in colorado if that's kind of an overall vibe from locals yeah i mean I, I would assume it's kind of the same case like more people moving there means uh things get more expensive and more busy which i can certainly understand out here i've never experienced it there's a ton of people from the midwest that are out here um, in Portland, like I've definitely met more people from the Midwest than I did from actual Portland. Um, it's been like migrated to that. It's almost kind of rare to meet people that are truly from Portland. Um, but I think a lot of their animosity is towards Californians just because it's like the, you know, the next, the next state up. A lot of people sell their, their houses in California and come up here and buy property for cash and just kind of drives the the price is up and people don't like that i've definitely heard of of people in portland with like california plates getting their car vandalized like windows broken and spray painted and shit um yeah definitely i feel like california definitely gets a lot a lot of haters yeah for, mo for moving out i actually thought of them i'm not ready to talk about texas yet but i thought about them uh, when I saw that stuff going down in Texas, I was like, man, all those people from California just moved to Texas. They're like, what the fuck is this all about? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Like, I hear nothing but people, like, leaving California. So, 
uh, you have to wonder if there's ever going to be a point where prices in California will start to mellow out. But I don't know. It's it's such a popular place that that almost seems unlikely. Yeah, I want. Yeah, I wonder what that would look like if it if it did start to. But I mean, there's just so much there's so much money out there that I feel like people would be buying them up for investment properties and shit and rentals. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And a lot of the cities, like I, I'm pretty sure San Diego isn't like one where people are migrating from. Like that's where people want to be regardless of of price. Yeah. And then I, I mean, I could see it happening in San Francisco just because you know, all the tech workers and stuff being able to work remote now, um, you know, people may not want to pay those prices, but like you said, there's enough money there where housing prices would probably remain fairly unchanged. Yeah, you'd think so. But uh, overall though, good, good Colorado vibes. You like, you like my state, my home state now? (laughs) I did, dude. It was, it was fun. Uh, It was cool. There uh, was a lot of awesome things. We stopped at Red Rocks on the way back. Did you guys make it out there? We sure did, man. It's sick. Yeah, that was dope. Um, I saw like a lot of the like leftover mining stuff that you were talking about. Like there was just kind of abandoned trains and, and random old shit everywhere. Yeah, that um, town's really cool. That little town, Morrison. Yeah, we did. I don't think we made it there. Well, no, uh, that's that, that that is the Red Rocks little little town right there. Uh, is it like if you're getting off the interstate? Is it like pre Red Rocks or is it you have to go past Red Rocks? I mean, I don't know. We just kind of went, we went through it. Like that was the route to get, to get up. Like we went through this, like real small dude. I'm talking like T.O.P. size. Um, but then you, we hooked it right and then started to get up and in, into the, the amphitheater. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's on, like that's on our of side of town. On your side move. of town? Like where oh, we're going like to move. You're moving to the west side? Yeah. I mean, not that far out, but we'll be, you know five miles outside of city center in the yeah. direction of like Orson and Golden and stuff. Yeah, dude, the, uh, the guy that, uh, was like tour guiding me, he said that people like go there early before concerts and, uh, like the two, you know, big red rock, I don't know what you fucking call them pillars or whatever on the sides of the amphitheater. I guess there's like little caves in the top. And so people will go like really early climb up and hide in the caves and then like watch the shows for free. But uh, I guess there have been issues of like people knocking rocks down from up there and like killing people in the the crowds. Oh shit! That's what this dude told me. I didn't I didn't fact check it, but it sounds pretty wild. It sounds like the the cousin of the guy that got in your face. He's just like sharing false stories to tourists. <laughs> I'm gonna get this dumbass to climb up on this mountain and fucking. That could be. That's very possible. He might have been uh, spinning me a yarn, so to speak. Yeah. But... Don't be tricked. Um, and then we went to this other place that was really cool. The town is called Mintern and it's, I think it's close to Vale. Like when you're riding Vale Mountain, you can go off the backside and ride right into this little town. And there's this old bar there called the Mintern Saloon, um, that I guess has been there for like over a hundred years. It was like, uh, originally a mining bar. And it had this like real cool old school vibe. Um, we had dinner there one night. They had this uh, this fucking giant snakeskin on the wall. It was probably had to be like 12 or 15 feet, if not more. 
Um, apparently at one point there was like a snake in that town, like near the river that was like killing kids and stuff. And, uh, they had to hire somebody or, or some farmer or something went out and like shot it. And so it's this giant snake skin that's got, you can see a couple bullet holes like near the, where the head would be. Um, uh, this is fucking wild stuff. And it was like right over, it must be their second bar. Maybe it's just a bar for display, but it. It's like exactly what you'd expect in a Western movie, like seeing a saloon. They had these glass cabinets with uh, super old liquor bottles, probably like 30 or 40 years old. There's just dust all over them. Um, it was a, a very saloony vibe. Yeah, man, I'm I'm so pumped for just the the culture and history of of Colorado, like all the saloons and the stagecoaches and yeah, all that crazy stuff, man. It's gonna be so fun to. Uh, like go out hiking and stuff and see see those artifacts and stuff and mm-hmm. just have it have that be part of the culture yeah it's yeah cool. for sure um i didn't spend a lot of time in denver um just kind of driving through on the way to and from the airport we did stop downtown somewhere to eat on the way back to the airport um but yeah i think i would need to spend more time in denver to be able to rate it the vibes from when i was there like just passing through um there was a ton of smog there uh i guess just because how it sits in the valley or like against the the mountains um and then the like the downtown was not as big as i was expecting it to be it almost felt like the downtown area is smaller than like minneapolis downtown Hmm. yeah i I guess i never really thought about the comparison it's super walkable like the downtown is like you just kind of get, uh, I kept getting lost because it, it's every direction you go is like cool stuff. Like, I don't know, it's a very walkable kind of downtown. So, yeah, I guess it's, it's not, it's definitely not huge. Yeah. Um, which that's all, that's all right. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not saying that's good or bad. It was just, I expected it to be bigger, I guess. And when I got there, like, there wasn't very many skyscrapers or not like a huge, you know, what I guess you would consider a downtown area. But yeah, it, it, it does kind of feel, not not as big as what 730 some thousand like it's a big populous city but yeah definitely the downtown's not super uh you know high rise and stuff but i didn't realize how flat until we got there like the whole the whole area down there's flat like the the front right there on the front range like it's just like no elevation well there is elevation obviously you're a mile high but there's no yeah 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 there's no like change as you're going from one end of the city to the other yeah yeah no i i get that but it yeah overall it was a good trip um i definitely would go back there um i'd like to see it in the summer just to see kind of what the hiking and mountain biking trails are like and see how how busy that is in comparison to like how busy snow season was granted we were there on a holiday weekend too so it was probably uh, a little bit busier than normal but Overall, yeah, it was a cool trip. Survived. Well, don't, don't you worry, brother. You will be there in the summertime. It will happen. For sure. What, uh, what else you got to report from, from the week? Uh, that's about it, dude. I, uh, I got back at like midnight Monday night. Airline lost my board bag with all my gear in it so i was freaking out about that for a day and a half or so until they found it um super stressful uh i had to like research the 
the reimbursement policies for if they actually did lose it and like there's Alaska's Airlines is does not seem to be that great. You have to submit receipts for anything over like two hundred dollars, which is like fucking ten things that were in that bag. And you know, I don't I didn't keep receipts. I bought all that shit last year or two years ago. So wow. was stressing they're, they're, out about that for a little bit. Yeah, that sucks. Well they're they're counting on that. That's why the policies like that. They're like, oh they're not gonna have their shit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they can get away with it. I'm yeah, glad you exactly. got it though, man. That would have been terrible. Yeah. Somebody uh somebody told me that if you have like a travel credit card, I think I talked to you a little bit about this, but if you have like a travel credit card, the credit card is like way uh way better at reimbursing you versus going through the the actual airline. So I might have to uh look into open up a travel credit card. I, I travel enough where I probably should have done it already, but Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's just more more adult stuff to consider. You got to get those points, dude. It feels good once you start uh, accumulating them. Once you start booking travel and it's free. Yeah, I ha- I don't even know how many points I have on my Amazon Prime card. I have to have like close to a grand. Um, but All yeah, right, it, it's cool when it adds up. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, that's about it for Colorado. It was a great trip, great experience. Great Valentine's Day. Nice, man. One for the books, huh? Yep, for sure. Yesterday was Michael Jordan's birthday. 52? No, he's older than that. 58. 58? Damn. Think you could take him? Uh, In one-on-one? Yeah. Maybe. No. I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. I brought up that story to tell you that I met Michael Jordan one time. Did I ever tell you this story? No, no you didn't. So you've never told me, so obviously it's made up. I, uh, you know what? what's so tough about this? Is I met Michael Jordan and, and no one ever believes me. I always get that same fucking reaction. It's like, fuck off, man. No, I really did. I promise you. Yeah, I mean, you're the only one who has to believe it, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's hear it. Well, you're, cra- you're, you're crashing it. Now I got to really build this thing back up. <laughs> You're going to really think I'm lying. Sorry, I'm just a negative Nancy today. It's okay. I understand. Um, no, he, he was uh, – there, there's pictures up at, at Sandbar and Tavern, both. Uh, the owner of, of our company um, was tight with Michael Jordan. I don't know how or why it, it really uh, – how it came to fruition that they were buddies. But, um, yeah, there was a couple times he came into the bar. Jimmy Butler, too. I actually had a conversation with Jimmy Butler. I do remember you telling me about that one. Oh, oh, now you remember, huh? No, you never told me the Michael Jordan one, but I remember you saying that, like, he was super, um, I don't know, like, wasn't really partying. He was just kind of sitting sitting there chilling, and you went up and started shooting the shit with him. Yeah, I'll go I'll go, Michael, I'll go MJ first, and then we'll, we'll do the, because the Jimmy, the Jimmy Butler story is cool, too. But um, he, uh, so my, my manager, or not the manager, the owner, who knew Michael Jordan, um, called me. Or he, he texts me um, at like one in the afternoon and he's like, Hey, are you, are you closing tonight? I was like, yeah. He's like, all right, call me. So, so, okay. I called him and uh, obviously I knew this beforehand that he, he knew Michael Jordan. I knew that MJ had been to Tavern and to Sandbar. Um, he's like, I got, oh, I got to tell you something, but you got, you got, you can't tell anyone. <laughs> what the fuck? And I don't talk to the owner that often. Like it's like yeah. once every you know, a year maybe or six months. I was like, okay. 
He's like, uh, I'm coming in. I'm coming in with a with a friend. There's going to be six of us. I need you to uh, I need you to block off the the back section of the bar um, and stanchion it off and have your phone on you. I'll call you when we're on the way. I'm like, okay, what, what's going on? He's like, I'm serious. You can't tell anyone. I'm like, okay. He's like, I'm I'm bringing Michael Jordan into the bar, so you need to make sure that everything's blocked off and that like it's not it's not a big deal. I was like, fuck, okay, <laughs> I got this. So I hang up and I'm like, I look at my, I look at my phone and it's like 1:15 and he's not coming in until seven. I'm like, why the fuck did you tell me six hours before this? I gotta tell this secret for six hours. Mm-hmm. So the only, the only person I told was, was my brother. I was like, okay, I can't tell. Obviously, I can't tell anyone here in San Diego because my big mouth. So uh, I literally went home after that and just sat in my, sat in my living room until right before my shift. So I made sure I didn't fucking talk to anyone. But I told my, <laughs> I told my brother about it. But yeah, it was super cool, man. He came in. So they came in through the side door and, you know, I helped him, I escorted him to the, to the back bar and to their, uh, to their table, shook his hand when he, when he walked in, which was crazy. Um, I, I wanted to ask for a picture so bad, but like, I didn't even, I, I feel like I'd have to ask Eric first or like run it by him first. I'm not going to just like, you know, oh shit, I just said the owner's name, whatever. Eric is his name. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't get a picture, but I did. I did get to, you know, I was managing that night, so like it was a, it was like a Wednesday, I think, so it wasn't really busy. Um, so I was setting up all the TVs. I don't know if you remember when you're in Tavern, like there's like 40 TVs, like it literally wraps around the entire fucking restaurant and the front bar. Um, but I was going through the guide, and sure enough, on NBA Classics, it was 1998, uh, Chicago Bulls versus Utah Jazz. I was like, fucking, this is awesome. So I didn't put it up right in front of him because I didn't want it to be obvious and weird. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I put it up on it. I put it up on a TV, like off at the distance, like a, at least 30 feet away. So like he would have had to look and like squint. And sure fuck enough, dude, 10 minutes, 10 minutes after I put it on, I'm walking by and I go by to check on the table. They go, you guys need anything? He's like, yeah, that, that TV that's on over there. Can you put that on in front of me? I want to see who wins. I was like <laughs> shaking with the iPad. I was like, yeah, man, absolutely. <laughs> Nice. I'm, standing, I'm standing there next to MJ as he's watching himself against fucking Stockton and Malone. And the, I don't know if it's the flu game or like one of those iconic games against the Jazz, but I was like, holy shit, this is the coolest fucking night of my life. Yeah, that's uh, that's dope. Did you like talk to him any more than that or you just kind of had that? That was, you know, that was pretty much it. I didn't want to uh, embarrass myself, but yeah, it was, it, it was pretty cool. People were pissed at me. It's like, why the fuck didn't you tell me MJ was coming? Because everyone heard about it after the fact. I was like, dude, there's no way I could have said anything. Yeah. But, yeah. That cool. That's like uh, the one guy. For as long as I've been at Nike, I never saw him uh, on campus. I saw like everybody else except him. Um, did you watch the the Last Dance? Oh yeah. Every I, I watched it every Sunday when it came out. I was so pumped. Uh, I. We, we probably shouldn't go into it on the podcast, but I have credible information that uh, discounts some of the uh, claims made in said documentary. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that you have to d- at least touch too. on it a little bit more. So, okay. Wait till after. No, we can do it. So, <clears throat> I, I know somebody whose dad uh, is higher up at Nike. And according to them, the pizza thing 
did not happen. Uh, I remember that being very. There was a ton of speculation after that episode that that was bullshit. Yeah. Um, supposedly he was just hungover. He went out the night before. Fucking lame sauce. I believe that way more. Yeah. I mean, who's going to, I don't know though. Like the way that the documentary like portrayed it, it, it like enticed you a little bit. You're like, Oh my God. Conspiracy like plots. Real me. He was, he was really fucking spent. That'd be a nasty hangover. I've been, I've been pretty hungover in my life before. I I guess I never played an NBA game. I actually, I've certainly been that hungover. As, as oh yeah. In that game. Yeah. Um, but I didn't have to play basketball. I just had to sit on the fucking couch and watch Netflix or something. And that was hard enough being that hungover. So yeah, like definitely respect to him for for playing. But I guess moral of the story is, from my sources, it's it's self induced. Well, that's a way cool. I mean, own it, bro. That's a way cooler story. It's twenty years later. I don't know. He's got to protect the image, I guess. Yeah, I think I think I, I would give more respect to that than fucking spit on a pizza. But anyways, yeah, then the, the Jimmy Butler one, I still hate. I mean, I feel like every if you're a Minnesota Timberwolves fan, you hate Jimmy Butler. I mean, I hate every Minnesota Timberwolf at this point. Like, it's just so tough. I will say, like, the thing that he did in practice, uh, like once like the the wheels started falling off and he kind of. I don't even remember what led up to it, but basically in practice, he took like all of the third stringers and played against the first stringers and whooped the shit out of them. I feel like that was a baller move. Like it definitely started to divide the locker room from that point, but that's pretty baller. Yeah. I mean, I would have been, if it were any other team, you know, I'd have been like, oh, that's fucking hilarious and awesome. But, you know, it stings when it's the home team. Um, Yeah. He's something else. Anyway, he was at, he was at Tavern. I'm going to make this one short because I hate him. Um, he was, he was at Tavern, this is when he played for the Bulls, and yeah. same kind of, same kind of situation, um, the owner called me and said, Jimmy's coming in, set him up, so I put him at a, it was him and, like, a couple other, like, tall white dudes, like, he must have played basketball with at some point in his life, um, sat down at the, at this big table right next to the DJ booth, and, uh, Eric, Eric had said that he liked country music. And uh, I was like, okay, cool. So we had a DJ on. I was like, I'll make sure to for sure play some country. And they're like, no problem. I like country too. Um, so I set him up and I was there talking to his table for a while, talking to talking to Jimmy. Like, you guys, you guys need anything? Like, what are you guys getting into tonight? What are you doing at San Diego? Just kind of shooting the shit a little bit more. I wasn't as intimidated as MJ, obviously. Sure. So just kind of talking to him a little bit about, you know, um, if they need anything and, and, and shoot the breeze about that. And then I asked him when I came up the last time um, about the Timberwolves because Thibodeau was the coach at the time. So I was like, what's up, man? What do you think about, like, what do you think about my squad? What do you think about the Timberwolves? We got it. We got a chance, you know, with our with Carl Anthony Towns and Wiggins and we had Zach Levine at the time too. So like, I was excited about the Timberwolves and uh, he was always in trade speculation, trade rumors. So I was like, what do you, what do you think about the Timberwolves? Like you think you'd ever come back and play for coach Tibbs? And he was like, he's like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, anything, anything can happen. And then, <laughs> and then, literally three months later, the NBA draft, fucking Jimmy Butler gets traded to uh, to the Timberwolves. Yeah, I do remember you telling me that. That's that's crazy, like crazy timing too. I'm essentially uh, an, I'm essentially an insider. I could be a reporter if I wanted to. It's uh, I mean, I I don't hate him. I think it's unfortunate what happened, but it's frustrating 
to me to see that our our squad just does not cut it. And if we bring in one good player, like there's tangible proof that that works. Like we made the fucking playoffs the year that he was here. And so as much as it sucks, I think like, I think we should just move on from Carl Anthony Towns. Like he's not that caliber. I don't think he's going to be that caliber. Like he puts up big numbers, but I feel like he doesn't really come through in the clutch. Yeah. We're a, we're, we're a disaster. We're terrible. Carl Anthony Towns, though, man, that guy's had a tough. I don't know if you follow, if anyone listening to the pod follows Carl Anthony Towns, but dude's had it rough with COVID. He had like his mom died, and then he had like six family members, and then he got it, and he was out for like, he was out for almost three weeks. I like, got fucked up by COVID. So I don't know something in his genetics, in his family, that it's really ripping through, but dude's had a tough year. I feel, yeah. I feel for him. Yeah, I didn't know that, but. Oh, here's a, here's a Carl Anthony like Towns. Sorry, dude. I'll, I'll bring you back up. Here's a funny Carl Anthony Towns story. And uh, let me guess, you met him at Sandbar too. Jesus Christ. Oh, come on. This one, uh, this one involves our friend Drew, and he's probably gonna be pissed that I say this. No, I can't. Actually, I can't do it. I think he still works for the Timberwolves sometimes. I'll tell you off the pod. Drew, you're, I mean, Drew, you're, you, you Drew, already introed it. You already introed it. You have to now. Whoever, whoever's listening to this and wants to hear the story, you can hit me up personally. I'm not going to do it on the pod. I think he still works for the Timberwolves from time to time. So Drew, Drew does a internship with, uh, with the T-Wolves. They're not internship, but his uh, uncom- uncommon, uncommon sports crew. They're, uh, they, they're, they're able to help out with like, uh, equipment manager stuff. Yeah. You're, you're former employer. You worked there for like a month, right? I did. Yeah. A couple months, actually. Employer I heard, a uh, I heard some pretty scathing reviews. <laughs> from who? From Drew? Yeah, I heard. Uh, I heard that you basically just hung out and talked to his mom all day and didn't really do shit. Well, that that's probably part, that's definitely accurate. There, <laughs> I've worked. I worked a little bit too, but I definitely made it made it a point to uh, you know hang out with Val a lot and embarrass Drew. No yeah. doubt about that. For that sure. Cool. All right. Uh, what do you want to move on to next? We're almost at an hour already. I can bullshit in a way. No, we spent the first, we spent 20 minutes off the pod. Uh, no, we're at 50 minutes right now. Oh, really? I, mine says an hour of six. Yeah, that's total time. That. Oh, okay. So you're, you're already subtracting. Well, it's, uh, uh, no, it says it in the top right above that. It'll say. Oh, Maybe. well, whatever. We can, uh, we can roll into our, our climate change stuff. I was going to talk about the, the glacier story. It could be a quick one. Yeah. I, talk, I talked about that glacier last week that, that was receding, um, you know, exponentially from like 1900 to, to present day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't want to touch on the story because we were, you know, we were kind of doing doing good on the, on the, uh, God, my words, man, I've been drinking too many beers. What was the research topic last week? Uh, prohibition. Oh, <laughs> we're maybe previewing, we were previewing climate change. I think. Anyways, I was walking up this damn glacier and my family had been out to visit. My parents were out to visit in Colorado, uh, in Colorado, in Alaska for, uh, for a couple weeks. Like I drove them around and had a blast. Like I was traveling in the van in Alaska and they came out to visit. It was a really cool experience. But, uh, anyways, my, my mom was just so blown away by how many people from Minnesota that she met, like everywhere we went, like she was running into people from Minnesota, but she was also wearing, this bright blue Minnesota sweatshirt. So like 
she was she was so excited. I was like, Mom, it's, it is really a crazy coincidence how many people you're meeting from Minnesota, but you're also wearing a, pretty much a billboard that says I'm from Minnesota with your sweatshirt. <laughs> so it was kind of funny. Like she she laughed, but she was also like, shut the fuck up. Um, but anyways, they they left, and I was driving back uh, back down through Canada, and that's when I went to this glacier, and I was climbing up this thing. We went up and checked it out, and then we were walking back down. And as I was walking back down, I was stride for stride with this old man who had a jacket on that had this emblem on the shoulder that said uh, Mankato, Minnesota. It was Mankato Harley Davidson. And I wouldn't have said anything. I wouldn't have said anything to him if we weren't walking stride for stride. And I hadn't had it fresh in my mind that I was giving my mom a hard time. So I was like, all right, I'm going to fucking strike up a conversation with this guy. Why not? Yeah. So, you know, I, I get his attention and we start we start talking and, you know, where are you from? This, that. And uh, it boils down to. New Orleans, Minnesota, where where my my parents are from, um, we boil it down to common common people in, in New Orleans, Minnesota. And he goes, "What's your last name?" And I was like, "My last name is Bastion." And he's like, "What what year? How old's your mom? What year did your mom graduate?" And I was like, "Fucking, I don't know." Um, but I said how old she was, and we kind of did the math. And he's like, "Is your is your mom Arlene?" And I'm like, "What? Yeah." He's like, "I used to date." <laughs> I used to date your mom in high school. I'm like, are you what? Fucking <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm in the middle of fucking hiking a glacier in Alaska, and I run into this old man that dated my mom in high school. So that was pretty funny. I took I took a picture and and sent it to him, and I don't know if I caused a fight. I don't know if I caused an argument between my uh, between Cleet and Arlene or not, but it was pretty. <laughs> funny. Did she recognize him and like remember him? Oh yeah, yeah. They yeah. I think they ended up talking on the phone. Like they had they had kept in touch. Um, you know, obviously as friends. Um, That's what for, you think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, once every once every handful of years, you know, when they be in New Orleans, run into each other and stuff. But yeah, that that was pretty crazy. I I thought about that after the podcast. I was like, man, I told a story about that, but not that crazy fucking small world Minnesota story that that everyone has. But that one was pretty wild. Dude, I I bet Arlene was a heartbreaker back in the day. She probably had a new boyfriend every week. Uh, she was probably capable of that, but my mother's a saint, so sure, just her, just her and my dad. Sure, sure. Um, so on to the climate change. Texas is pretty fucked right now, eh? <laughs> yeah, man, it doesn't look good, man. I feel, I feel terrible. God, this yeah. is very, that sounds miserable. What's uh, that's your former state. Yeah, I have a, a bunch of buddies down there still, and um, you know, I've talked to a couple of them, and fortunately, they all have power right now and are, are doing okay. But um, one of them's been like sending me, sending me videos of him like watching the news down there, and it's literally like people out at just like random houses in the neighborhood, like showing people how to turn off their water mains and stuff so the pipes don't freeze. Um, uh, this girl I know down there sent me a, an article today about this family who lost power and they turned on their fireplace to try and heat the house and they like left it on overnight and ended up burning the house down. And it was like, uh, I think it was a husband and wife, a couple of kids and a grandma living there and the kids and the grandma died in the fire and the mom was like trying to rush back in, wanted to save them. Um, it's pretty gnarly stuff. And I mean, I don't, I don't know a ton about like the, you know, the, the makings behind it in terms of preparation of, of utility companies and power plants and things like that. I feel like I kind of get a, 
biased perspective just because everybody I'm talking to lives in Texas uh, about it. So, um, but yeah, it, it sounds like a, a bad situation that doesn't really have a, a resolution anytime soon. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if uh, your friends or, or anything have said like specifics on what's going on, but it seems like everything that I'm reading and finding out is that they just weren't equipped or prepared for this at all. Like they, the, uh, you know, the industries of, you know, windmills and, 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 uh, solar and, and all the, the, uh, electric resources just weren't prepared. They cut corner, they cut corners on their infrastructure and didn't see this coming. Yeah. Which is, I mean, unfortunate because I, again, I'm getting like biased, uh, opinions from my friends down there, but I've heard that that's like, like a lot of the stuff wasn't up to code or wasn't up to like what it was supposed to be. Like you said, they cut corners and like, there's probably going to be some legal action after this, I would assume. Yeah, I do think so. I mean, legal action and just like, hopefully just action in general, they're going to get that shit fixed. I mean, cause how, I mean, it's not super, I was trying to look up like Texas weather and, and, and coldest winters on record and stuff. Like, it's not like it's never happened. It's happened before, but yeah um I, and honestly i don't know what makes this one i haven't researched enough to know what made this one so much worse i don't know if it was the the lower temperatures or the temperatures combined with the snow but like they've had snowmageddon's before the year that the super bowl was there um it snowed a shitload and uh got pretty cold and you know i, I guess it was just a, a clusterfuck that was like shortly after the uh uh, uh what is it the AT&T dome no AT&T stadium is that it I don't know I live there part? I should yeah I live there I should know it no, no Jerry World Jerry World um but yeah there was like a lot of logistical issues with that because they got I don't know how much snow um but but when I was there you know it, it would go in pretty rapid swings. Like I, I thought the weather in the Midwest was fucking crazy until I moved to Texas. That's like the craziest weather I've seen. Um, just in terms of like how quickly it could fluctuate. There were times I remember going into the office when I worked downtown, I'd go into the office and it'd be in the thirties and I'd come out in the afternoon and it would be like in the seventies. Um, so it's just like drastic swings, but it, it does get down into, uh, you know, 30s, maybe 20s sometimes from what I remember. Um, I don't know if it ever got like down to single digits or anything, but it, it never really stayed. It would only be for like a couple days and then it would bounce back to, you know, 70. And I've had, uh, that's actually what happened here. I, I think my buddy, I could look it up, but he sent me a picture. I think it was last week of um, his pool and just like a really nice sunset down there um like the weather looked great and uh you know just uh, a week later it shifts drastically and fucks everything up is uh is munson one of the buddies you you talked to uh no i haven't i mean i talked to munson somewhat regularly but i haven't talked to him about the weather okay uh, uh, i got i got him right here this was from yeah february 2nd it's like beautiful so i guess it would have been two weeks so that's a little bit more but yeah he's like out by his pool chilling um february 2nd and then you know february when did it start 14th 13th whatever just yeah. fucking changes that much well it's uh yeah it's sad it's sad to see what's going on i mean man 
What a what a year. It just feel like we keep getting punched. Well, getting, I mean, kicked, technically, we keep getting kicked below the belt. Technically, this is a new year, so it's it's running on two consecutive shitty years potentially. Yeah, we're at, we're at that point. Have you talked to um, Munson about it? No, I haven't. I haven't talked to other other than just uh, you know banter back and forth on our on our group chat. I haven't, I haven't kept in touch with Munson very well, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's sad that this is a perfect segue, but you know we were about to talk about climate change and crazy stuff going on. So, I uh, guess. Uh, yeah, I guess one other thing I was going to talk about on Texas. Oh um, yeah, what do you got? You said that you didn't see that article or that rant, right? From the mayor? No, no. Um, so I don't know. I might be able to find the exact uh, post that he posted. But basically, there's this mayor in Texas. I'll look up the town in a second. Um, but he posted a message. I, I want to say it was on Facebook. Basically, just saying, you know, the government isn't responsible for keeping you safe or making this better. You should learn to, um, okay, here it is. It's a, it's a Facebook post. It's not super long, but, uh, it was Tim Boyd. Uh, he said, let me hurt some feelings while I have a minute. No one owes you or your family anything, nor is it the local government's responsibility to support you during trying times like this. Sink or swim, it's your choice. The city and county, along with power providers and any other service, owes you nothing. I'm sick and tired of people looking for a damn handout. If you don't have electricity, you step up and come up with a game plan to keep your family warm and safe. If you have no water, you deal without and think outside the box to survive and supply water to your family. If you're sitting at home in the cold because you have no power and are sitting there watch, waiting for someone to come rescue you because you're lazy, is direct result of your raising. Only the strong will survive and the weak will perish. Folks, God has given us the tools to support ourselves in times like this. This is sadly a product of a socialist government where they feed people to believe that the few will work and others will become dependent on handouts. Am I sorry that you have been dealing without electricity and water? Yes, but I'll be damned if I'm going to provide for anyone that is capable of doing it themselves. We have lost sight of those in need and those that take advantage of the system and meshed into one group. Bottom line, quit crying and looking for a handout. Get off your ass, take care of your own family. And then another bottom line, don't be part of the problem, be part of the solution. Wow. Pretty brutal words coming from Tim Boyd. That's, um, uh, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't fly in 2021. And that that's pretty... Uh, it sounds like he's pretty stressed out and just really foiled over into that was long dude that was a long post he just really he thought that out and went for it he fucking vented dude that's like uh trump tweets time 10 yeah um he was the mayor of colorado city texas um he resigned i think it was the next day uh, amid criticism over social media posts in which he told residents that they're essentially on their own as the city experiences power outages. Uh, harsh. Harsh. Yeah, that's uh, that's not very mayor-like, but coming from a mayor, that's the wrong thing to say. But he's not totally wrong. and this, We do at least need to have a little bit of uh, 
capabilities of, of surviving. Like I do think, obviously for a mayor to say that, but I think that we're, we're going to be dealing with shit like this where it's, it's going to happen. And, and certainly in our lifetime where things are going to get worse, you know, where we got to be prepared for natural disasters, not something that he should be saying, or, you know, he's the one that should be responsible for that stuff. But yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I can't really get perspective just because I don't have uh, like home that I own or a family that I have to take care of. But I was talking to one of my friends about this and I was like, I, I don't know, like why, why can't people just leave and like go, go stay with family in another part of the country or go hang out in a hotel someplace warm. Like I grant, I get that a lot of people have to be there for work or for school or for things like that. Um, but yeah, I guess that was like my, my first gut reaction, but I, I, I know it's not that simple. Yeah, for sure. Definitely, definitely sensitive situation that I don't want to, uh, you know, <laughs> don't want to tow the wrong side on. Well, there, there's different circumstances for, for everyone. So, um, all right. You want to go, you want to dive into more general climate change stuff? Or are you still on Texas? Uh, yeah, no, I'm good with Texas. Uh, I, I told you before the podcast, but with the week that I've had, I haven't had a ton of time to prepare. So I, I think <laughs> sometime down the road, I'd definitely like to do like a climate change take two. Um, yeah. Maybe drill into something a little bit more specific. But uh, yeah, I have a, a couple articles here. I'll try and pick pick some stuff out of that really kind of um, shocked me. But I guess before that, just so we're kind of on the same page. I think we can talk about like the effects of natural disaster and then I'll bring up something that you and I have both experienced. You're not natural disaster, global warming. And then I'll bring up something that you and I specifically experienced. Um, so obviously with global warming causes temperature shifts, irregular weather patterns, um, leads to increases in droughts, increases in forest fires, uh, increases in flooding, uh, everything like that. Um, forest fires are pretty big on the West coast in the summer. Um, California, I think gets hit the hardest typically, but Oregon and Washington experience it too. And, uh, in addition to Canada and, uh, this year it just so happened to be, or sorry, end of last year, it just so happened to be the week that you were out here where Portland or the state of Oregon in general was just getting, a giant forest fire uh, dick in the ass, basically, uh, from like smoke coming down from Canada, smoke coming up from California. There were forest fires in Oregon. And so we had, uh, you know, basically like a shutdown where the air quality was so bad that we had to stay inside. Like they had loosened the quarantine restrictions by then. And so people were out and exercising and stuff. But uh there was like a, a restriction not to go outside for your health. And um, it was one of the craziest things that I've ever experienced. Um, I mean, there were some days where it was, uh, you know, barely noticeable. You could, you could smell smoke, but you couldn't really like tell that it was there. And then there were other days where like, it was a haze. You couldn't see more than a block away. It almost seemed like really dense fog, but it was in the middle of the city and it was, you know, it smelled like smoke. Um, I lived downtown at that time. I remember, uh, our filters in our apartment were good enough that we didn't really experience much, but when we'd go out in the hallway of our apartment complex, you could just smell, it smelled like campfire. Um, 
you know, it, it was, it was a tough, I think it lasted more than a week, but you were here for a week during like the, the worst time and you were traveling through Oregon all over the place trying to experience it. And you ran into some shit with that, right? Yeah, that was, that was crazy, man. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I, I feel like in Oregon or, or you feel safe anyways, that that's just kind of a anomaly, right? Like the issue specifically in Oregon, but I definitely think about it with our move to Colorado, you know, cause Fort Collins was just North of Denver. Uh, I remember seeing the summer, same thing. Like there were a lot of fires in Colorado too. So yeah, that's a, it's an issue. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and I, since I've been here, the first year that I moved here, uh, there was like a, a couple days where it wasn't nearly as bad. Like there weren't any bands to go outside or anything, but it was just like, an advisory that would show up on my iPhone or something saying that the air quality is unhealthy. And I had never seen that before I moved to Oregon. And so I got something that was like, not as alarming as when you get an Amber alert, but it still like showed up on my phone. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Am I not supposed to be outside right now? Am I not supposed to breathe? Um, but the, like, historically, I don't think Oregon has ever experienced something as bad as, as what happened in, I think it was August of, of last year. Yeah, but it's kind of one of those things where you pick your poison, right? Like back in Minnesota, you get deathly cold temperatures, you get tornadoes. Um, you know, we don't have tornadoes out here. It rarely gets below, you know, I guess it gets into the teens sometimes, but it rarely gets below zero. Um, supposedly there's earthquakes. I haven't had an earthquake out here yet, but I, I did experience a couple earthquakes in Texas, which was pretty weird. Yeah, I've had a couple couple in san diego but nothing uh you know nothing crazy or nothing nothing where i was ever like in danger but definitely like freaked out you know you feel the ground shaking but yeah sorry i'm um, going off topic earthquakes are yeah. definitely not tied to global warming climate change yeah so far <laughs> as i know you can't blame um, a lot of things on on climate change but i don't think earthquakes are, are one of it i mean i don't know dude it, that's one of the things i got to research more for next time maybe uh the changing of uh, like the melting of the, the glaciers and stuff causing water rising. Maybe that weight affects tectonic plates in some way. Yeah. I'm fracking, know. fracking, all the drilling we're doing. Yeah. So I know for sure that, that, uh, yeah, I don't yeah, know that's, for sure. But anyways, no, I know for sure. That's why the, the earthquake started happening in Texas uh, because of fracking up in Oklahoma. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a topic for another day. Um, so yeah, just, uh, I don't know. I'm just going to bullshit my way through this, honestly. Um, I have like a, where did it go? I had like a chart that shows like global temperatures um, from 2500 BC to 2040 AD. Um, so a little bit of it's projected, but a lot of it just shows like the historical highs and lows and you can definitely see it. I'll share a link when I post the the podcast, but you can definitely see it, you know, like the, it's a line of, you know, like, I guess like average temperature. And then it kind of starts to swing up and down for like, you know, summers and uh, winters in terms of how far above that average temperature they are. And you can see it like the, the wave just starts to get bigger and bigger as time goes on. And like the, the temperatures are becoming more and more drastic um i don't know if you have any stuff that you want to talk about in terms of average temperatures i was hoping to get something like that but like i said i i did not prepare uh, um, i didn't i didn't dive a whole lot into like temperature stuff 
Um, but I, I definitely did some other like more like carbon emissions and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And along with that, like uh, I don't know, I I won't go too far into this, but that was like one of the very first things that like triggered me in uh, the last presidential term was when Trump withdrew from the Paris Agreement. Um, I remember just thinking at the time, like, oh shit, here we go. Um, and then uh, along with that, I think it was after that he um, allowed for the the drilling of the what you call it in Alaska, like the uh, what is it? It's like the the wildlife area, the national wildlife area. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he pretty much revoked stuff that protected like national park land or or state park land. So yeah, Alaska Alaska is a big you know a big topic on on climate change just because there's so much uh so much opportunity up there for fossil fuels and stuff so it's kind of like i don't know always been a battle between national preserving national parks and also you know monetizing the space well uh not only like a, a critical state for that but also just because they're kind of on the the more drastic end of the weather spectrum and so they experience things a lot more and they have you know more glaciers than we do here in the continental us so you yeah. uh you you can actually see the effects a lot more um anthony was telling me about this the other day he was he was saying uh there's a glacier outside of his house that when he was a kid growing up um it was like kind of behind a mountain range so you could just barely see this glacier when you went out of his house and then like as he got older um he started to realize that it was like sinking and then like now if he goes back there you can't see it at all over that that mountain ridge yeah, that's sad. That's sad as fuck. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I sorry, I don't have any concrete facts. I uh, I slacked off. I, I pulled a, a high school Justin on this one and tried to phone it in. Did not did not come through. <laughs> Man, how the how the role how the roles have reversed, huh? I got I've, I've got I've got some notes. I'll I'll touch on some top topics and see if they uh, they spark some some interest or, or conversation. Um, yeah, blast off. I'll I'll chime in. So the uh, the title of my of my notes is climate change. We're fucked. <laughs> not re- not really. We're, we're gonna go through a wave of uh, optimism and also depressing facts and, and things that will discourage us and then things that will leave us encouraged. I'm gonna hit the the happy pen in, in preparation. Yeah, it's gonna be great, man. Strap strap on. You got a seatbelt on that chair. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> and we got we got jokes too. Don't don't forget about the jokes. Oh shit! Okay. So we we made a rule in the last podcast when we previewed this that we're going to talk about climate change, but we're going to try and keep it optimistic, and uh, you know not complete doomsday. So if we do get a little bit sad and depressing, um, we get to interject with jokes. So I'm going to tell a joke to start this off. Actually. All right. Um, I'm just going to start from the top and make my way down in no particular order. I have, I have five of them. Uh, how do you keep your bagel from getting away? Put locks on it. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely sounds like a uh, Laffy Taffy rapper joke. Yeah, well, there's a common theme here, so be ready for it. Anyways, climate change, we're <laughs> fucked, kind of, but not really. Um, this has always been a topic. I don't know. I don't know if you can relate to this, but uh, I summarize climate change as kind of like, like you're on a weekend bender. And you're just having a good time, but you don't really want to look at your bank account, even though you probably should, because you, <laughs> you don't have enough money to keep partying. <laughs> that, that, that might be 
the most astute comparison that I've ever heard. That is spot on. Uh, yeah, I never that, thought about it like that, but that makes so much sense. Yeah, so I, this was, uh, you know, it was tough to face the music on some of the stuff, but I'm glad I did because you need to, we need to realize where we're where we're at and where we're starting from and what we need to get to as far as you know fixing this problem. So, um, to me not even calling it climate change or global warming. Like the, the real problem that this is, is that there's just too many fucking people. Yeah. There's, there's 7.8 billion people on the globe right now. Yeah. In, in 1800, the population was 1 billion. So 220 years ago. And that, that was the highest point that our population has ever been in 1800 was 1 billion. Uh, in 1920, so 1,801 billion. In 1920, 120 years is 1.8, and then now 100 years. So in 100 years, we've what is that? Three times, four times, our population quadrupled. So like that's that's the the truth of why this issue of climate change is like we just fucking have we're just growing too damn fast. That's the reality of it. Which I'm not gonna sit on this podcast and say that we need to quit having so many fucking kids. Um, well, I mean, maybe I, off the record I'll say that, but it's <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty wild how how fast we're growing. I was gonna say, well, do you have a solution for that that we could implement real quick and just save the the planet? <laughs> That'd be so nice if I could. No, I do not have a solution. Yeah, I mean, but, I I actually after this we could tie back to it, but I'd like to talk about that for a little bit because I have some some theories too. Sure. Uh, so that's where I wanted to start, and then every, everything that I'm going to talk about can always tie back to you know that's really a problem. You just have too many people. I don't have a solution uh, for that unless uh, you know Elon Musk gets us on Mars sooner than anticipated. But <laughs> we'll talk about Mr. Elon uh, towards the end of my notes here. But anyways, another thing I wrote down is just kind of the misconception of climate change and, and global warming. And I, I thought about it today when it was when it was snowing here in, in Nashville. Um, I don't remember who who it was. Someone in passing was just like, doesn't look like global warming to me. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. That's not what global warming is or what it means. But I do understand how that's been the misconception of like global warming is only the temperatures rising and the, and the earth's getting hotter. Like climate change is a better term for it, I feel like, because that's encompassing like it's not just warming. It's also like more extreme volatile weather in both directions so you're gonna have crazy fucking snowstorms and blizzards hurricanes you know create crazy weather fires you know all that stuff is going to continue it's not just like we're getting hotter like there's a lot yeah. of products of happening from the temperature rising yeah that's a good point i love my dad to death but i've heard him say that multiple times how's it global warming if it's getting uh if it's getting colder <laughs> in the winter like fucking whatever dad my dad can't even turn on a computer, so I'm not going to trust him anything science related. Well, we've got well plenty plenty of examples to uh, to make fun of people for that, but it's pretty it's pretty damn silly, and it just shows that we need to educate ourselves more. And I'm not on this podcast, you know, saying I know fucking everything. This is just some shit that I researched in the last two days, so I didn't know anything really before this. Um, but I think it's important to educate ourselves on you know what this really is because it tr- this truly is the biggest problem facing the entire world i mean all this other distractions that we have with politics that we think is so important like that should be secondary and and on the bottom you know 
further down on the list that climate change needs to stay at the top because it's all it's all connected you know all the shit well, yeah. that we're going through right now relates to climate change so well yeah but that's part of the reason that politics get tied into it is because uh one party traditionally has uh less extreme opinions on on climate change and you know like i talked about earlier like don't 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 prioritize it as much as some of the other things um but yeah it's it's literally affecting everybody <laughs> well everybody and everything yeah it's a it's a com complex issue that has a lot of fucking moving parts so mm -hmm. you got a joke i need a break i need a joke break i've got more stuff to talk about but i gotta i need a joke um i don't know i actually uh i was walking down the street the other day and i saw this uh this like paper on a telephone pole and uh it had a it had a, like a you know like the the cut up slips at the bottom had a bunch of jokes on it uh but they were all terrible <laughs> stupid <laughs> that's uh that's a dad joke right there did uh did you hear about the couple that stole the calendar from the capitol no they each got six months <laughs> um, that's pretty good what so one of the things i found in my research one of the many things um i'm, I'm always just so confused like we're going to talk about later you know potentially reviewing documentaries um but so many documentaries i feel like i watch like i don't want to accuse them of over exaggerating but i feel like every conspiracy is like or not every conspiracy, every uh, documentary about one specific element of uh, climate change or issues is like the biggest deal. So like I learned stuff about infrastructure, uh, the Cowspiracy documentary. Have you ever watched that before? Uh, no, but I know the premise of it. Yeah, talking about carbon emissions and stuff from agriculture and and and, and farming. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Is that a is conspiracy or is that real? No, it's called it's called conspiracy. That's why I got my words twisted. Oh, okay. Because I yeah, I've heard like people out here like have talked about that a lot. Um, I didn't really know about it until I moved out here, but I have friends that like consciously try to eat less beef because of that. They're not like vegetarian or anything or against meat, but they just it's one of the things they're considerate of. Yeah, I mean, no, cer certainly eye opening. I mean, there's there's many uh you know pros and cons and proponents to eating less meat and you know having a more vegetable based diet but uh yeah cowspiracy was definitely one of them talking about just methane emissions and how much that uh you know putting carbon into the atmosphere but anyways like they made that seems like seem like doomsday like it's all the cows fall and then like this other podcast or article i read talking about infrastructure and buildings like they state their case of why infrastructure and buildings are so bad and then like the other podcast would be like no 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 um you know airplane travel and and transportation is the worst thing for you know i feel like they all kind of battle on like what the biggest issue is but they they all play a part so infrastructure well, that's because they don't want to increase regulation right like obviously for sure you can pass the buck absolutely absolutely yeah it, it comes down to money all the time but uh some stuff about the infrastructure and, and buildings so uh 40 the article that i found and again i feel like you find varying statistics but uh they said 40 percent of global co2 emissions uh are due to infrastructure and buildings um globally 
which you know essentially is, is city you know city buildings and stuff um, but today the global building floor area so all of the building you know square 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 feet uh, or the metric here is, is acres so it's 53 million acres of building is in the in the world globally 53 so million 55 million acres uh, and just for just for reference the state the entire state of Oregon is 61 million so that that's all the buildings in the entire world on the on the side on the scale of uh, the state of Oregon does that, does that metric seem right uh does that feel yeah, small or big to you it feels a little bit small yeah um do you but do you have the number for the total acres of like land on the planet no like I, I, 55 million is the percent is what percent of total yeah that's good that's a good question you'll have to you can be my math guy I'll look that up uh no i'm probably not going to you <laughs> I'm gonna keep, ta I'll, I'm gonna keep I'll, talking. I'm gonna keep I'll talking. I'm gonna keep talking. Look it up on your own if you're interested. Okay. Um, where was I? Where was I going now? Okay. So, so in 2060, so in the next 40 years, our uh, our infrastructure is going to double. So that's that's the equivalent of an NYC, a New York City, every 34 days is how fast our growth is going to be on buildings globally. How much we're adding to wait read that fact again sorry i was looking up the last fact it's all good so in in 40 years our uh, our building infrastructure is going to double so that's the equivalent of adding a new york city to the globe every 34 days as far as infrastructure every 34 days a new york city every 34 days okay so i don't want to go off on like a, a huge side tangent here but how how much of that has decreased due to COVID? Because there's this like urban exodus that's happening, right? Like people are moving out of cities. And so being remote, I mean, you certainly don't, don't need the acreage. Like you still need infrastructure and stuff, but you can have remote infrastructure and leverage existing infrastructure. Yeah, I, I hope that's slowing down that growth. That'll be that'll be a part part two research. I'll put a star next to this. Mr. Mr. Fact check over here. Okay. <laughs> um so back to the cowspiracy thing what do you how do you feel about the uh the impossible burger and and fake meat um i am a big proponent of meat i think that it's necessary and i don't necessarily know i feel like Diets in general are like person specific. So if you want to eat meat, eat meat. Um, I have had the Impossible Burger um, and I've had the Beyond Burger. The Beyond Burger is better in my opinion. It's really, really fucking good actually, but it doesn't at all taste like a, a normal burger. It's it's good food. It tastes good, but it doesn't. Texture, texture wise? Texture and taste, I would say. Uh, it's it's very good. We uh, we take them camping all the time, actually, because they're they come in just like these little, you know, packs of two or whatever. We'll just grab a couple of those and throw them on the grill on a campfire. They're really fucking good. But no, they don't taste like a burger. Yeah. I'm Googling real quick carbon footprint because that's my next. Uh, that's my okay. next topic. OK, real real quick, then I'll just go back to what we were talking about before. 
Um, if your number was right, 55 million acres are city, uh, 36,794,000,000 acres are uh, total on Earth. And so the city is uh, 14th of a percent, much less than 1% of total total global acreage, which that does not seem right to me. That's well, even, really low. Well, even if it is, that, that's that's honestly beside the point, I guess, we're focused on on the size. The, big, the biggest thing, if that number is accurate, that 40% of our global emissions um, are due to infrastructure. So the fact that it's going to double in, uh, in 40 years is definitely concerning. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, especially based on that number, like how much space there is to grow. If that's only, you know, less than a percent of the total area, like if there's not restrictions put in place, then it would just exponentiate the problem as uh, yeah. as urban areas grow or infrastructure grows. And that's back to the that's back to the uh, population issue, too. You know, we're 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 on pace for nine point nine million in uh 2050 billion billion yes yeah yeah that's, that's nuts that's pretty crazy uh um, that's nuts because like i don't know what it is today but i swear like within the last five years it was in the seven billions which maybe it still is in the seven billions like seven, seven eight it's seven, seven eight. eight yeah yeah that's fucking that's nuts um, but anyways, this carbon footprint, and I, I don't have any sort of uh, equation on how they calculate this. I've tr I tried to look for it, and it's just impossible to uh, to explain. But the uh, the world average uh, of carbon footprint is four tons per year per person, and that that's that's uh, factoring in all that you take in. So there's a calculator um, here that you can use if you want to go on this site. You can enter. Is it this one? Nature.org. You can figure out based on your uh, based on your expenditures on energy and fossil fuels what your carbon footprint is here on this site. But anyways, the the national average is four tons per year. Um, and to to prevent our temperature, our global temperature from rising. Uh, two degrees like, like they're projecting in 2050. Um, we need to drop that down to a two-ton global average. So we need to cut that in half. But the craziest thing about this is, do you know what the U.S. average is? So the global average is four tons per year. What do you think the U.S. average is? Uh, I'm going to say it's more than double. 16. So it's quadruple? No. So we need it. We need as Americans, we we yeah. need to get down to 16 from 16 to two gallon or two two tons of global um, per person. That's nuts. This is, this is uh this is from nature nature.org is one of my references here talking about it, but it has a carbon footprint calculator. Um, and it has you go over your travel, how much you travel throughout the year, um, how big your home is and electricity you use what you consume for food, uh, what you buy shopping, and then it, it calculates it all for you. So I, I did it and I was at, uh, I was at 14. 14 tons. Yeah. I mean, the average, the so you, US so you're average better is, than, 
you're better than the national average, but you're still a, a problem globally. No, the 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 global average or national average yeah, is 16, but glo- globally is four. I can't yeah. believe it. It's I can't believe we're that big assholes here in the U.S. Man, we're using too much fucking energy over here. Uh, I, mean, I, knew, well, I knew that we were, but that's a big that's a big difference. Well, that actually um, goes back to one of the things that I was gonna read earlier. Um, so in terms of uh, this was something I had for just like overall global warming contributors. And I think it specifies CO2 emissions. Uh, China is the leader in global warming pollution, pollution, producing 28% of all CO2 emissions. The United States is second, but the United States makes up uh only four percent of the world's population and so like per capita we're way worse than like pretty much everybody else yeah it's it's fucked yeah that, that, that that's where i go back to my title and say climate climate change we're fucked because we can't even wear it we can't even wear a damn mask how are we gonna how are we gonna go down to <laughs> to make these changes that's got a lot of sacrifice you want to uh, you want to insert another joke? I'm, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm... Why did? Go ahead. Why did the hips? Why did the hipster burn his mouth? He drank. <laughs> he drank coffee before it was cool. <laughs> that one hits home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm cheating now. I have uh, I have some pulled up on the internet machine here. Uh, why was six afraid of nine on New Year's Eve? <laughs> because nine, eight, seven. <laughs> I don't know. You can tell that in the back. I've heard it the other way. I've heard that joke the other way. Seven, eight, nine. That's, you did the countdown, yeah. Yeah, I guess that one has the, the New Year's Eve aspect. That one's better. Why did the frog take the bus to work today? Why? Because the car got towed. <laughs> why? Why do bees? Why do bees have sticky hair? Why do bees? Have, I don't know. Because they use honeycombs. It's stupid. <laughs> I only have one more. I don't want to waste it. I had a fun fact I wanted to talk about. Uh, George, George Washington died in 1799. The first dinosaur fossil wasn't discovered until 1841. So our founding father, George Washington, lived his entire life not knowing for certain that dinosaurs existed. Oh, crazy. Oh, dude, you just blew my mind. It's pretty wild. We should, well, that, should, that should be a research topic. Did people know about dinosaurs before the fossil was found? Uh, I did. I did. I've got two sources, uh, <laughs> and uh, one of them said, I don't remember what the second one said, but one of them caught my eye and made me laugh that they uh, they thought that there was just a giant uh, species of human. <laughs> I thought there used to be giants. <laughs> I don't know how credible that is, but I don't have anyone to ask. So Yeah, we'll say it's true. Um. What else do I have? I just had some things that creep me out. One one app that Sarah showed me one time is uh, there's a flight radar map that you can download an app and it shows you all the planes in the sky and it's yeah. literally 
it's literally just like constant crisscrossing planes that are flying over and Does it look like a fucking like ball of yarn or something yeah pretty much yeah like you see they actually have that for their advertising a lot they show the they show the globe and where they travel for international what was that but like every airline so like the entire globe was covered in fucking and you just gotta envision that being co2 emissions like directly right into the fucking atmosphere yeah so airline travel traffic uh definitely has to have a big portion of the pie i didn't i didn't do a whole lot to find out where they're at but um that app definitely freaked me the fuck out and then um yeah uh i don't know if this uh how much this contributes but i know like since covid or right around the start of covid um i think it was pretty much all airlines i know actually i don't know i'm i might be making this up but i'm pretty sure delta did for sure and i think american airlines did also they discontinued using uh the biggest plane whatever it is a 747 uh like they stopped they stopped having that in their fleet at all and so i don't know if that was just like they didn't need something that excessive or if they're actually trying to downgrade for emissions purposes or if it was just due to COVID and like travel restrictions. But uh, I think that was made permanent. Um, the last thing I want to touch on, did you, I sent you that Elon Musk thing? The, no, the you didn't. Joe Rog- you me- the, Joe, the Joe Rogan podcast. You, you listen to that at all? No, you didn't send that to me. You didn't? Oh, I thought I, I did. You sent me one on Freakonomics. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that one turned out to me not that good. I listened to it this afternoon. But uh, J- Joe Rogan just did, I think it's the third interview he's done with uh, Elon Musk. And I, I, I pulled some stuff from him and he gave me a little optimism. So I'll try and close with some uh, some cool stuff that, that Elon Musk is doing. So not uh, this week, but, but some other week, we'll have a research topic that is just Elon Musk. That sounds great. I'd love to learn more about this dude. He needs. I want. I want to make sure that he has security around him at all times, protecting his brain, because that guy's just fucking nuts, dude. Yeah. We we need we need him for our future. <laughs> I I've, I've, I really believe that. Um, but anyways, he's doing some cool stuff. So he did, he just donated a hundred million dollars to a carbon removal challenge. Um, so they're launching this thing on Earth Day, which, uh, here's pop quiz. You know what, Earth, when Earth Day is? Oh, I feel like a dick for not, but I'm pretty sure it's in April or May. It's in April, yeah. April 22nd. Ten. Okay. April 22nd. Um, so it's, it starts on April 22nd and, uh, it's going to last for four years. Elon Musk, uh, donated a hundred million dollars to, uh, for for private enterprises to try and you know figure out a, a way to capture carbon from either from the sky or from from the ocean um and this 100 million is going to be distributed in different phases so after 18 months uh the top 15 teams are going to get a million dollars and the top 25 student teams will each get two hundred thousand dollars and then after four years first place winner uh gets 50 million and the second place winner will get 20 million and then 10 million to the to the uh, third place, third place. Sounds like a fucking dope fantasy football league, huh? Dude, yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. I love uh, I love when people and like companies do that. Um, yeah, it makes the most pretty sense. Cool. Like let 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 it's like crowdsourcing basically. Yeah, this is like, this is crazy, dude. They're, they're they're uh, 
some of the requirements is it has to be able to uh, take out one ton per day of carbon. That's a lot of fucking carbon. Yeah, I don't even That's, understand how that works. Um, what the fuck was the metric they said? It said it, it, said it was uh, equivalent to Central Park in New York City being covered in ice 10 stories high that's a that's a ton what that's a complete lie i just made that up i couldn't find it i was trying to i was trying to pull it together i would have believed you if you would have said like 10 feet but 10 stories bro come on yeah that's a lot of ice you wouldn't have known either way you have no idea <laughs> uh anyways the last thing i found that elon musk was talking about was uh putting a tax on carbon that's that's uh the easiest solution that he can think of and there's a there's a bill here uh hr 763 that's uh got got projected to the house of representatives in 2019 so it's in the they're uh they're working towards reintroducing it to the senate um coming up so it's pretty much just putting a tax on carbon which i, I guess has been talked about for a long time but yeah i mean that makes sense uh do you have any details like about the tax is it like for businesses specifically or is there like an individual tax too uh the policy would place a predictable uh steadily rising price on carbon and other greenhouse gases all fees all fees collected minus uh administrative costs are allocated equal shares to all americans in the form of monthly dividend checks um in just 12 years such a system would reduce carbon emissions by at least 40 percent studies show it would also add 2 million jobs to the American economy. So it would essentially be a, it's called the carbon fee and dividend uh, policy. And he came up with that? Tax businesses and give the dividends to individuals? No, no, no. He's, he's just endorsing it. Oh. He's just endorsing it and trying to push it. So, anywho, Elon, Elon Musk gives hope on, on climate change. I feel like, uh, you know, he kind of makes you believe that we're going to be able to overcome through technology and innovation. But it's pretty, uh, pretty discouraging to see how big of a player U.S. is on carbon emissions. Did you, uh, did you ever watch Captain Planet back in the day? No. You know what it is? No, honestly, don't. I was, I was trying to play it off as a Captain America. I'd be like, oh, I've kind of heard of Captain America, but I don't know what Captain Planet is. What? Were you one of those kids that was out, like, playing sports and talking to girls instead of watching cartoons? Yeah, and I was down on, I was down on the farm, too. I didn't watch any of that shit. What, what, where, what was the song? Cartoon? Yeah, it was a cartoon. I don't know. It was on one of the major networks. You probably know him if you see him. Um, if you, like, just Google it. It's, like, the blue dude with green hair wearing, like, a basically a bikini his stomach and abs are just exposed because he's jacked to the nines but uh it was uh a show basically where like these kids would put their rings together and summon this superhero but it was all like pollution themed like anti-pollution themed and so like the the bad guys would all be like pollution related things and i don't know i feel like the show was way fucking ahead of its time and i don't remember it specifically i think I think right after that, I got really into the Ninja Turtles and just completely forgot about the dude. But um, I don't know. I feel like things like that where 
the media kind of endorses it a little bit more. I think that could carry a lot of weight. It looks pretty cool. I googled it. I'm bummed I missed out. Maybe I can find it. I can watch it on YouTube for a dollar ninety nine. Is it worth it? It's worth it, yeah, dude. Pull the trigger. And then if you if you buy that, I I'm on your family plan, so I'll probably get access. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> perfect. All right. Uh, so you want to you want to talk about uh population control a little bit? Population overpopulation. Sure. Uh, real quick though, what do you what do you call a parade of rabbits hopping backwards? I don't know. A receding hairline. <laughs> you know you know about that, John? Double whammy. Oh zing. I don't have any hairline now. I fucking manually removed it. Yeah, it's a bold move. Hopefully I keep these luscious locks because I've got this weird like my head kind of points a little bit right up here. So if I go bald, I'm just gonna look real weird. I don't think I pull it off. Yeah, I mean, you don't look that not weird now. Yeah, it's not very nice. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I I'm fortunate that the hairs travel down to my face, so I can grow this uh, this mane that you see every week. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, if I lose my my hair, it'll transfer. I'm sure it will. To a luscious beard. All right, Mr. Popper. But uh, anyway, did you, did you hear about that restaurant on the moon? <laughs> no it's got great food uh no atmosphere <laughs> <laughs> oh god I, li I like i like this we should do this every time we have to talk about a, a negative subject sprinkle in some jokes all right I'll, I'll keep adding to them it was fun okay so overpopulation is a pretty fucking big thing but I've wondered this. I have absolutely no statistical evidence to prove it, but I feel like with the millennial generation and, uh, you know, it's too soon to tell, but presumably generations after, I feel like people are having, less people are having children. Like the idea of not having kids is becoming more of a thing. Do you think that could you know, trend in the right way and even that out? I mean, that could just be U.S. too, or it could be just bullshit that I'm making up, but... I mean, I, I do uh, I do agree with that statement. I definitely feel... I mean, certainly it's way... It's way uh, less likely that, like, people are having huge families of, like, five, six, you know, the shit you used to hear about, like, our parents and grandparents having yeah. huge families. I don't feel like that happens as much. Um, but I don't know world population growth. I'm trying to look here if it's if it, they have current data if it's slowed down because of COVID or not. Maybe I should search that specifically. Um, I'd also be interested to research this more, but I'm pretty sure that I don't know if they still have it. But at one point, didn't China have like uh something in place where they would try to limit the population like you could only have like one son or something yeah one i think it was one kid policy i don't know i i watched uh did you watch the joe biden town hall uh i think you're on vacation oh, okay then no i didn't um he met he mentioned and kind of talked about that at all a little bit um 
Joe Biden gave me confidence for having a podcast because, man, that guy's hard to listen to, dude. I'm just so nervous watching him. I feel like he's just going to, like, freeze up or, like, say something crazy. I don't know. Wait, who is? Joe Biden, President Biden. I just feel like he's very, like, I'm just nervous that he's going to stumble stumble into his words and, like, have a nervous breakdown. I don't get that sense. I mean, I, I granted, I didn't watch the town hall, but from when I've seen him speak, he... I mean, he's old. He's old as fuck, but she's taking time to uh, gather his thoughts. Yeah, I suppose. But, uh, well, no, I mean, you're the one bashing our president, but it's on you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, yeah, I, I feel like that impacts a lot of other things, too. Like, you know, what we were talking about when we were talking about that Texas mayor thing like the the more people that there are like the the more mouths to feed essentially and so you know i i don't know it it seems like a similar problem well i mean like you said it's a direct uh influencer to climate change but it seems like one of those problems that just seems so overwhelming that you where do you start and that, that's how it feels for the general public, I feel like. Like, what, what, is, what are we supposed to do individually to make this change when there's so much other stuff, you know, on the macro level that needs to change as far as industry and, and technology and stuff? And, like, yeah, I don't know. It can, I, uh, get, it, it can get discour- discouraging, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I, I, do, I do my part in small doses. Like, I could definitely do better. I, I'm really conscious about like recycling and food waste, but then, you know, I'll leave a light on all day. Like there's probably a light downstairs that doesn't need to be on that is on. Um, and so I, and I also feel like the, the routines that you develop, uh, kind of make you judge other people a little bit more. Like if I go to, to some place where they're just throwing beer cans in the garbage as opposed to like a separate bin, I'm like, do you want these somewhere? Or like, where should I put these? They're like, oh, you could just throw them away. And you're just kind of like, uh, I don't really want to, but I also am not going to fucking go out of my way to hold on to these beer cans until I can recycle them myself. Right. I don't know. It just kind of uh, creates some weird dynamics. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a... Definitely things that we need to be conscious of and try and make an effort to to make changes because we've got we've got a long ways to go to try and slow slow this down. Especially if population continues to grow, like we need to develop good habits on a on a personal level as far as trying to slow it down. But I do think, again, I feel like we just need to organize, um, you know, st- structure and, and things coming down from from the government or policies to be able to combat this too. You know. Mm-hmm. yeah definitely but anyways man how are we doing are we we at our two-hour threshold uh yeah you want to do some beer reviews and talk about what we're going to research for next week yeah that sounds good uh okay i'll i'll start it off so we we did both beer reviews last week right we're, we're not behind on anything yeah we're, we're all caught up okay uh, I'm drinking a Deschutes limited release Northwestern Pale Ale called Red Chair. 
Red chair is one of the lifts on Mount Bachelor here in the the snow uh, skiing area. It's like this really old. I it's I don't know the full story behind it. It's this really old chair that runs up the western side of the mountain, and uh, it's super rickety, super old, but it's like red. And then every other chair is you know every other lift line is like silver or black or some basic color. So it's kind of famous. So they named it after that chair. Um, I never really drank pale ales at all until I moved out to the Pacific Northwest and became a hipster. Um, but out here there's, uh, there's, uh, a thing called a Northwestern pale ale. So it's not like an IPA, it's an NWPA. And, uh, Deschutes has a, another really good one that I first tried when I moved out here. Um, it was called Pacific Wonderland and I really like that. And I've had a few other um, Northwestern pale ales that, from other companies that I didn't really like as much. That was kind of my go-to. Uh, this red share is better than Pacific Wonderland. This this is my favorite Northwestern pale ale that I've ever had. Um, it's very good. I don't know how limited the release is. If I could get it again, I certainly would. Um, 60 IBU, 6.2 alcohol per volume um it's fucking delicious i'm gonna i drank three i'm probably gonna drink another three tonight let me let me see the bottle let me look at it yeah so it's got uh you're actually here the the case is the same as the bottle i was reading some facts off this um ah cool it's got the picture of the mountains got some skis out in front and then you can kind of see uh right here the that's the red chair lift line on mount bachelor that's killer Mm-hmm. Yeah, Deschutes, Deschutes is a good brewery, man. I like those guys a lot. The uh, Fresh Squeeze IPA is one of my favorites. But Mirapond Pale Ale, what's that? They've got a they've got a really good porter too. Can't remember the name of it. Uh, it could be a stout, one of their dark beers. Yeah, they have a couple of them. Um, I can't think of the name of it either. I don't drink a lot of stouts or porters, but uh, yeah, Aaron uh, Aaron Baker is a big shoots guy, and so when he came out to visit me in Portland, I took him down here to bend and uh we went to the deschutes tap house and drank some fresh uh fresh stuff and yeah they're they're a great brewer they're definitely the biggest one like nationally in terms of what's in bend uh i think it's deschutes and i think 10 barrels kind of close behind them but yeah man i went on vacation with baker in forever i think the last one we're not gonna go into the story right now but i think the last one was the the road trip to, to Blacksburg. <laughs> Dude, we, we have to have a podcast that's just all of them that were a part of that, that I don't even know what you call it, shenanigan. Yeah, uh, that was a fun, that was a fun little road trip. We'll have to, we'll have to turn back the pages on that one a little bit and talk about it. On one of these I've, I have so many pictures and, and stories from that. Yeah, we'll, we'll try and set something up with uh, Drew and Nelly and Baker and uh, see what we can come up with. Um, but overall, I would give that a dude. It's really good. I'm gonna give it a nine point four. Damn. All right. That's a high, that's the highest one in, in all of the podcasts. Uh, I'm not gonna have that high of remarks for my beer. I uh, we tried to go out to the store last night, and the grocery store, the Kroger, was like crazy busy because of. The, the snowstorm here in Nashville, so we ended up having having to go to Aldi across the street, and uh, they didn't have much for a beer selection. 
but I got did the. You get, uh, did you get a cart? Did you have to put a quarter in to get a cart? No, nah, we were we were there for beer and beer and beans. We made chili last night, so ah, gotcha. It's a good trip, good trip. So no, they only have this one beer that I looked appetizing at all. Um, it's a cool can. The hopping nomad, the hopping nomad IPA. It really made me feel. It was kind of calling to me. It's got a little dude in a in a little hop little hop basket, and then he's being floated away in a big hop that's uh, in the shape of a hot air balloon hop. So uh, I could envision myself on that. It looks kind of fun. Sure. But uh, no, the beer the beer is not that great. They're from uh, I thought it was just an Aldi brand. Like they don't really have the brewery listed on here i didn't see it until i went on on the interweb uh they're out of they're out of wisconsin wanaki wanaki wisconsin they're called uh, octopi o-c-t-o-p-i how do you think you say that octopi octopi anyways hopping nomad ipa um american style beer burger octopi it's an aroma of mixed berries, lemon, citrus, and bubble gum, citrus zest, and tropical pineapple, which I, I guess I kind of get all those flavors, but I don't I don't like it a whole lot. I'm usually a session Was one guy, of them bubble gum? There's a bubble one gum? One of them is bubble gum, yeah. Interesting. Very. I give it a, a seven, an even seven, 7.0. 7. Even seven, seven point zero. Okay, I'll get that. Um, that's one of the things that I'm really bad at is uh, reading the description, which some of them are kind of fun. So I'll just read the the one from mine real quick. It says ride through spectacular citrusy hops and hidden stashes of silky caramel malt to a clean classic finish. So it keeps incorporating like the the skiing aspect into the the tagline as well. Sounds very nice. Yeah, I'm a fan um okay so for the research topic for next week uh we're kind of talking offline and um talking about maybe like watching a documentary to uh i guess partially review but more importantly like have a a topic that we'll kind of research further on our own and, and discuss about um, and after he mentioned, uh, documentaries, my, uh, completely normal brain obviously just shot straight to serial killers. And so, uh, I think we should do, I I've watched it already. So, uh, I'll have to watch it again. Like I'm happy to watch it again, but I think there's a really good one on Netflix, uh, about Ted Bundy. I can't remember the name of it, but, uh, we're definitely going to do a Netflix documentary on some serial killer. If not Ted Bundy, then one of the other ones that's on there. But uh, I'll look it up and shoot it over to you, and we'll uh, <laughs> we'll come back next week and talk about serial killers. Well, let's 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 scroll it right now in case uh, is it just the Ted Bundy tapes on on Netflix. Um, let me. That's what it looks look. like. Hang on, I gotta open up my other computer. I don't have Netflix on this one. Is that the most popular one? It, I think so, yeah. You too, yeah. It's got Netflix on the logo. Okay, yeah, we could do that. Because what did you, what did you say we had on our on our analytics? We had like 500 listeners last week, right? So there's got to be some people that want to watch it. Uh, I think it was 5,000. Watch it with us. 5,000. Yeah, getting up there. Wow. We got to start lacing in some. We got to start lacing in some ads and get some revenue. 
appreciate appreciate all the all the fans out there guys the fan mail is, is overwhelming so please uh please keep it up we really appreciate it should we give should we give a shout out for uh for a potential guest we want to we want to eventually have guests on here um so if you're if you're listening and, and you want or you can think of someone that might be a good fit for hanging out and joining the pod and, and talking about beer and crazy stuff is that the ted bundy tapes that no that was that was uh the Chappelle show is on uh on netflix now so yeah that's my list i need to rewatch that i thought i thought it was on for i thought it was on and then they took it off i thought that I thought they that took it Chappelle off a while ago. Off. They took it off a while ago, but it's back now, and it's way better quality than the one that's on HBO. I'm gonna have to rewatch it. Dude, side note: Andy Johnson used to do the best Chappelle show impressions of like anybody that I've ever heard. Man, you got good. You got good memory. I I, I remember that now that you brought it up, but I would have never like picked that out of my brain. <laughs> when he does the one of uh, Dylan from Making the Band. I I crack up. Do you think we could get him to to do it and send it on the on the group chat? Uh, I I'm gonna I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask now that you uh, now that you mention it. Um. So uh, yeah, the, the Ted Bundy tapes is uh that's a good one. It's four episodes, four hours. Um. And now that I'm looking at it, I don't think I have watched this one. So, uh, yeah, I'm down to do it. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. We'll probably not. We'll probably not. So I'm going to be in Atlanta this weekend. Sarah and I are heading there. She she has a handful of friends that I haven't met yet. So this will be our our last chance to check out Atlanta before the Denver move. So this is like our last last getaway. So we'll we'll have we'll have time in between now and the next pod. Okay. Bust out to bust out four episodes. Cool. Ted Bundy tapes it is. Well, let's plan on that. I mean, unless you think Ted Bundy's too mainstream, um, we could we could dig in and see if there's a less popular serial killer that we could bring light to, or we could just do a, a, a less popular one the other time. Yeah, let's just go into Ted Bundy. I don't know a whole lot about him, so I'll learn some stuff. Okay, cool. We'll do that, um, and we will talk to you guys next week. And for real, if you guys want to come on, we'll we'll have uh, our people talk to your people. We'll make it happen. We got to talk to our agents and stuff. But do you have any uh, last-minute jokes you want to throw in just to continue the theme? No, I ran through my whole list. You got something? Um, I have one. This is from my memory. This is not one I looked up. It's really short and uh, stupid. So uh, two peanuts were walking down the street, and one was assaulted. <laughs> Cut. Cut. Okay, yeah, we'll edit that out. That was terrible. No, that was great. Uh, Keep it. Okay. All right. Cool, guys. Thanks for stopping in. We will talk to you next time.